Angel. You're watching or and or listening to Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Dude, I'm like fucking Oprah. He needed no help. <laughs> Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with your host, Dr. Fuck from Thrasher Die and Combat, and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley. So it's time. So fucking get the wax out of your fucking ears. That's right. We say fuck a lot. Right here on the Rock and Metal Combat fucking podcast. Hey, hey, hey. It's me, Dr. Fuck, with another exciting episode of Rock and Metal Combat podcast. And as always, we have a drunkie here from uh, from New Orleans. How you doing, drunkie? I'm pretty fucking drunk and ready to go. Uh, you live up to that last name, Wadley, because you waddle all over the place because you're so drunk. Is that correct? Damn straight. And we got a very special guest all the way from the East Coast, Bay Area, home of the birth of thrash, uh, Mr. Bill Wang. How you doing there, Bill? Doing good, Dr. Fucking Honor, Wadzilla. This is Bill Wang from Kiss, 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 Metal Hard Rock. Yeah! Yeah, Kiss, 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 Metal Hard Rock. Is a Facebook page. I highly uh, tell all you Kiss nerds out there, you know, to be part of that. And uh, I want to say, Bill, that I am a huge fan of your videos where you go up to people asking them where Vinnie Vincent is. Very entertaining. Oh, that's stuff. fucking epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, uh, Doctor Fuck. That's fucking epic. Yeah, man. Like I, I fucking, I've been, you know, cops have been called on my ass at Starbucks, you know, walking in there all fucking hammered and shit, looking for that motherfucker, so I appreciate that, man. Right on, right on. No luck, huh? No, man, fucking no fucking luck, man. Not even, I, no I, leads, it's, nothing, it's, no dead puppies, nothing? Nothing, nothing, dude, it's been fucked up, man, I've, it's, but I'm fucking still trying, man, I'm going, you know, it's, it's fucked up, so. Vinnie Vincent is, anyway. Vinnie Vincent is as elusive as the insobriety. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. L- last scene, 1976. Yeah, there you go. All right, so, uh, well, you know, we had Bill on the show because, you know, we are going to talk about Vinny a little later. We're going to uh, review the Lick It Up episode. But uh, before we get into it, we're going to go through current events, and we want Bill to be part of it this week. You're the first person to be part of our current events, Bill. Uh, okay. And... and uh, Ian, take it away. This is your job, man. All right. Uh, this week, we want to talk about, uh, as this episode airs on Sunday, this Monday marked the 10th anniversary of the assassination of Dimebag Daryl. And uh, I just want to show some respect and talk about a man who had a huge impact on my life, uh, an incredible guitar player, incredible musician. Uh, I love Pantera. I love Dimebag Daryl. And uh, we can't forget him, you know. We we got to keep his music alive, keep his memory alive. What a guy who was, you know, a friend of the. He was a fan just like us. Always great to his fans. Every you don't hear a bad word about Dimebag. And I'd like to ask you guys if you have. I know I have a Dimebag story. And uh, Ralph, do you have a Dimebag story, like an encounter or, or just anything you want to talk about? I did meet you... I did meet him on the Cowboys, and I also meet him uh, met him on Reinventing uh, for a little bit. The Cowboys was more a little more intimate. They were a little more hungry. They weren't headlining, and for the life of me, uh, I was like you, Ian, uh, a drunkie back then. So I can't remember. Nice. 
I think it was Ratchild America, but I could be wrong. But they were playing with somebody here at a club called the Button South. And I did meet uh, Dimebag Daryl. And uh, I had a shot with him, man. It wasn't Blacktooth, though. I can't remember what it was, but I know it wasn't Crown Royal. Uh, he came out and, like, you know, we all were drinking out of a bottle. And he signed my Cowboys uh, CD. And uh, they're awesome, man. I, you know, And then I met him briefly, like, going to the tour bus. And I had him sign stuff. Which, unfortunately, I should have taken a picture with him, but I didn't. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm a huge Pantera fan. They were, like, my favorite live band from the 90s. I thought every time they played live, they were just unbelievably killer. I don't think they made even a bad album. And I even love the early stuff, Glam Terra stuff. I love everything that band did now. You know, I, I wasn't a fan of Damage Plan, I'll be honest with you. I was kind of disappointed with that. But, you know, I mean, he, Pantera would have got back together, you know. Just unfortunate what happened. It was uh, mind-blowing. I remember I was doing a radio show at the time. It was like 11, no, past 11. It was like 12.30 at night where I got the call from a friend of mine telling me that this happened. And I kind of like didn't believe it. It was like he was shot dead on stage, really. But, you know, it stayed in the back of my head. And while I was driving home, I was like, man, I hope that's not true. And unfortunately, it was. I saw it on CNN and shit. So that's when you know it's true. And yeah, it just totally devastated me, you know. He was uh, an amazing guitar player, amazing talent, amazing uh, character. And I love the way he talked, his lingo. What do they call it? Dimbonics? They call Dimbonics. It. Yeah, I love the way, you know, he talked. He was just uh, a great character, and he, and, he, and he had an Ace Freely tattoo on his chest. Not, you know, I mean, don't hold that against him, Bill. It wasn't a Vinnie Vincent tattoo, but like Vinnie Vincent, he couldn't find nah, a tattoo. Nah. Like Vinnie Vincent, he couldn't find a tattoo artist that wanted to do a Vinnie Vincent tattoo, so that's what happened. But, yeah, that's my dime story. I did have a couple counters with him. I can't say, you know, that uh, we hung out for a long time, but, yeah, I did take a shot. But uh, when that one time I did drink with Dime, it was me and, like, 30 other dudes. So, you know, it was, you know, he was just mingling with all of us. So it wasn't like I got very personal with the guy. But, yeah, I had two encounters with him, and... It sucks he ain't around, man. you have any uh, stories, Bill? Yeah, yeah. Like I was saying, uh, Dimebag basically was uh, my favorite guitarist, not named Ace Freely, Alex Lifeson, or Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> uh, I mean, sincerely, and I'll never forget the morning that my coworker showed up at work and asked me if, if I had heard the news, and I hadn't. And it was, it was fucking devastating. I was fortunate enough to see the Trend Kill tour once, and... Uh, Ozfest, and then the uh, the headline tour with Morbid Angel and Soulfly a couple months later, and just just devastating, just the salt of the earth, Dimebag, just just devastating, man. Yes, yeah, unfortunate. I mean, and and very eerie that it happened on the same day that John Lennon was killed by a kook. They both died pretty much the same way, just different situations, but by by an insane <laughs> fan. But uh, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, his memory lives on, and Pantera lives on, and. And, you know, uh, what, what can I say? I mean, they really did uh, hold the flag for metal in the 90s while other bands like Metallica were changing their style. They were still, like, holding the flag, taking out bands like Morbid Angel and Anthrax while, you know, uh, uh, Metallica was torn with Limp Biscuit and stuff like that. So, you know, you got to hand it to them. And they also kept true. Every album they just remained as heavy as they always been, even heavier in some cases. So, you know, Pantera was... Uh, very, very important to metal uh, during the very dark years. Mm -hmm. uh, Absolutely. I, I fucking love Pantera. Definitely, you know, my favorite band of the 90s. 
And I saw them probably about 12 times. I mean, I, I would travel, you know, I'd see multiple dates on Pantera tours. And I met Phil a couple times. I met Rex. I've never met Vinny. And I don't know if you can say I really met Dimebag, but this is funny. I saw him in Orlando. I want to say 97, 98. It was uh, Cold Chamber and Anthrax were opening up. And I was crowd surfing during Pantera. And uh, I made it I made it over the barricade and I landed ass over appetite. So when I landed, I'm facing the crowd, and the crowd is like screaming. And me being the Ayatollah of Alcohola, you know, the metal <laughs> god that I am, I think they're screaming for me. I was like, yeah, I'm raising my hands. And then I realize Dime is leaning over this fucking stage doing a guitar solo. You know, he's holding the neck out. And as I turn around, it hits me right in the fucking face. Wow. I was like, I was like, I was like, oh shit, they're screaming at him. And Dime looks at me and laughs his fucking ass off. I, you know, he couldn't reach me, but he's fucking dying laughing. They shovel me off, you know, throw me back in the pit. But, uh, you know, we made eye contact. It was a fucking great night. It was a great show. And, uh, man, I just, you know, if you don't like Pantera, you don't like fucking metal. Case fucking closed. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely incredible. Uh, I think he was the last great um, innovator so far in, in metal guitar. I think, I mean, of course, you have Tony Iommi, who was, the, you know, the godfather, the master designer of metal. Uh, then Eddie Van Halen took it to the next level. And, mm -hmm. you know, there was a shitload of Eddie imitators. But the next one to evolve it, I really believe, was Dimebag, who who took a little of everything. You know, he's he's got the the riffage of Tony Iommi and he's got the technicality of Eddie Van Halen and just was amazing. Uh, unlike Ralph, I love damage plan. Uh, and I'm so pissed. I passed on seeing him cause it was dur It was a, a show during the week. I believe it was them and seven dust or, or uh, was it shadows fall or I can't remember, but it was on like a Wednesday and I was like, well, fuck, there's no way I'll make it to work the next day. Uh, I'm like, I got, you know, I couldn't afford to miss work at the time. So I'm like, I'll catch him the next tour. And man, talk about kicking yourself in the fucking ass. Uh, cause mm -hmm. it was, it was only a few months later that he passed away. And I remember I heard it on Howard Stern. I'll, I'll never forget. I was working at a, at a high school that day, uh, changing lights by a football field. I'm listening to Howard Stern and I hear it and it just gutted me. I was like, uh. I couldn't believe it. We hurried up, we finished the job, and we went back. And I asked the boss, I'm like, I'm like, I just found out a friend of mine died. Can I go home? Mm. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, go. And I immediately left uh, work. I bought a bottle of Crown Royal. Uh, <laughs> oh, started getting fucked up and listened to Pantera. And I mean, I mean, really, it really, I really felt like I lost a friend because I mean, if mm -hmm. if you came up during the Pantera years. You know, and you watch those videos, they made you feel like you were one of them. I think that was a big, not only the music, but if you watch those Pantera videos, they were fans just like us. They were goofballs. They were attainable. You know, they were one mm -hmm. of us. And so when uh, when we lost them, I felt like I lost a friend. And and I believe metal has suffered and the whole world has suffered from not having somebody like Dimebag around. And, uh, Amen. 
And uh, I, I know that was a long diatribe, but I love me some fucking Dimebag Daryl. I love Pantera, and uh, it, it's very sad, uh, you know, that anybody dies that way. You know, whether you're a celebrity Fuck or not, yeah. that, that's a horrible thing. Um, In front of his brother, no less. Yeah, yeah, you right, know. Right, right. That, that is, I mean, and, and let's not forget um, the other people who died that night. There was three other people who died that night, and I feel horrible because I don't know the names right offhand because I'm drunk. Good point. Good point. Yeah. But uh, but it, it 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 wasn't just dime bag. Uh, there was other people, you know, other sons, other friends mm-hmm. who, who died that night, and it's absolutely horrible. Um, mm-hmm. I believe He's, one was a fan that tried to get on stage and save dime that got killed. Yeah, I, I know nope. one. Of, I know one of them was a bodyguard. I believe another one was a crew member. You could be right, Ralph. And like I said, I feel horrible because all we, we remember is dying. But, you know, I, I think it is important to remember the other lives that were lost that night. So, And the uh, uh, police officer that took down Nathan Gale, uh, he uh, you know, recently reported, reported he's been suffering because uh, of that incident. It really traumatized him, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean who, who wants to really... Well, maybe I want to kill some people, but not like that. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind killing that guy. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But but you know what I mean? It's still like, uh, you know, that, that's real shit. It's not movie shit. This right. is real life stuff. It's a real life horror. And it's a real life tragedy. And, uh, you know, I'm just it, glad I'm just glad that guy got killed, man. Oh, instead, oh yeah, instead you, of me, me paying for his for his lunch and dinner, you know? Oh, you fucking a right. <laughs> you fucking a right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But but we must rejoice in metal. <laughs> That's we right. Must, Fuck it. We must, uh, re- you know, the music lives on, and let's not get all too down. Let's talk mm-hmm. about an incredible album. Ralph, why don't you intro what we're going to talk about? All right. Was it 1983, I believe? September 1983. September 1983. Kiss decided to take off their makeup. I remember this like it was yesterday. A buddy of mine told me, dude. Kiss is taking off their makeup tonight on MTV, and I was like, "No way, man!" Because, well, let me let me backtrack a little bit, and I'll let you guys go into it. I gave up on Kiss, man, right around 1980. I love Dynasty, but Unmasked, it was like I don't think I even listened to Unmasked. I remember seeing like Shandy or something on Don Kurtz's rock concert, and by then I was totally into the new wave of British heavy metal and Van Halen and ACDC and stuff like that. That I didn't care about Kiss anymore. And uh, and then, you know, The Elder came out. I remember a friend played me The Oath saying, this is the only good song on the album. So, you know, I liked it, but I was like, I didn't look into it. Then my buddy came over the house with a cassette copy of Creature of the Night saying, you got to hear this. I'm like, dude, get that away from my cassette player. And he insisted, and he put it on, and I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. So I was back on the Kiss Gravy Train, and I went out and bought Creatures. And then, you know, I heard they uh, took off their makeup. I saw it. They played the video for Lick It Up. I was like, eh, you know, I'll talk about that song later. And then uh, I went out, ran out and bought the album. And boy, to me, I don't think Kiss has ever made an album that great ever since. Lick It Up is a phenomenal album. One of my favorite Kiss albums. Definitely my favorite non-makeup album. Um, I saw the tour uh, with uh, Axe and John Butcher Axis. And it was incredible. It, I saw the Creatures tour as well. It was pretty much the same show, but without makeup. They had the tank uh, drum thing, and uh, it was unbelievable. And Kiss were like, 
kicking ass, serious ass at the time. They were hungry, they wanted the crown back, and they released two albums that were worthy of that crown. And uh, that's pretty much what I got to say as far as, uh, as Lick It Up as a whole. Phenomenal album. I'll let you guys, uh, let's go to Bill Wang. What do you think of uh, Lick It Up? I think Lick It Up is basically the album that pretty much saved Kiss, and in particular, Vinnie Vincent saved Kiss. He pretty much created that album, and uh, basically the record company begged Kiss and forced Kiss to go back, uh, piggybacking on what you were talking about, The Elder and, and on, on Mass and whatnot, said go back to hard rock and metal, because if you recall back then, obviously we all do, Scream for Vengeance and all the killer shit was just rocking and just heavy as fuck. And uh, basically, I think uh, Lick It Up was phenomenal. It wasn't as good as Creatures, but it was phenomenal. It was great. And it was an album that uh, that, that, that stands the test of time, quite frankly. And uh, oh, it yeah. took me a while to get to get into it. And all the, the points you were just saying, Ralph, were roughly the same age. And I'm exactly the same shit. By that juncture, it's like, man, fuck this shit. This is all weak-ass fag shit. You know, I'm just... I'm just tired of it. And all of a sudden, they come back with Creatures and then look it up. It's like, man, this is the shit. This is fucking killer. You know? And um, and, and knowing who was uh, in charge of the situation, the master, Vinnie Vincent. So, there you go. I happen to agree with you, uh, Bill. Um, the songwriting on uh, Creatures and um, uh, Look It Up, particularly the ones that had... Cousin, what's his name? Vincent Cousin or something like that? Vincent Cusano and he right on Creatures and obviously Vinnie Vincent, 8 or 10 tracks on Lick It Up. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he had more to do with Lick It Up, but the songs he wrote on on Creatures are fucking awesome, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Alright, Ian, uh, he's a, Ian's always the odd man out. Let's see what, what, what he has to say about <laughs> Lick It Up. Yeah, uh, I, I don't have the, you know, the full appreciation of the era because uh, I didn't get fully on board until Asylum. But I do remember where I lived. We didn't even have MTV yet, so I didn't see the unmasking. I knew who Kiss was. Um, loved them when I was like four because I wanted the fucking dolls because I loved the Mego commercial. <laughs> I'm sorry, action figures. Um, but uh, uh, I, I, uh, I saw the video. We had a, it would be like our equivalent of the CW. And it had a show called Video 50. And I, I saw the video for Lick It Up. And, like, metal at that point, other than Quiet Riot and Death Leopard, still kind of scared me. But it looked very Mad Max-like. And I loved Mad Max the Road Warrior. So I was like, well, that's kind of cool. But still, uh, that's the kind of shit that the guy up the block listens to. And by the guy up the block, I mean that kid in fourth grade who already had a full beard. And, uh, you know, worked on cars. <laughs> and, uh, you know, smoked cigarettes unfiltered uh you know so it was dangerous music uh that i was scared of you know but two years would make all the difference it would be you know my favorite genre of music but back then you know i was like uh i was all about the hall and oats and michael jackson (laughs) which i still love uh of course but uh but yeah uh you know so at the time i couldn't appreciate like you guys but let's get into the fucking tracks and I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go into the first track, which is Exciter. Uh, Exciter, what a fucking opener, uh, man! Just, just a great Paul rocker right out the gate. And I believe this riff kind of borrows 
I don't know if you know this is from Vinny or this is from Paul, but to me, there's a little bit of the oath in this, you know, from the elder. But mm-hmm. this, this is how the oath should have fucking sounded. Uh, it mm-hmm. should have, it should have been this heavy. Uh, and it's, it, and there was a trend here of Paul Rockers that opened up the album. Uh, you know, Creatures of the Night, Exciter, uh, I've Had Enough Into the Fire, King, uh, King of the Mountain, and that's where it stopped. Yeah, yeah, because crazy, crazy nights, <laughs> not so much. Uh, oh God! But this, man, th- this is this is some good uh, Kiss metal, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Kiss. To, to me, Kiss, True Kiss, is the first album through Love Gun. Is the Kiss sound, and then from mm-hmm. then on, they are constantly jumping on whatever genre is popular. Mm-hmm. Luckily, mm-hmm. luckily for us, what was popular this time was classic '80s metal. So, Creatures of the Night and Lick It Up are, you know, and to an extent, Animalized are very classic '80s metal. And uh, man, I love hearing them sell out like this because this is fucking great. Ralph, what do you think of Exciter? Well, well said, man. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, they they are a band that, like, uh, even I guess. From the beginning, I remember Christine 16 with the little piano and Happy Days, American Graffiti was was popular, so it was kind of like a 50 sound. Then the disco, then um, then then uh, you know uh, the Wall was popular, so they did the Elder, and then you know they they, they were just like suffering so bad, and Jews Priest and Iron Maiden, all these people were making a mark, they decided to get really heavy. And to me, Creatures is like the most metal album. Uh, and, and Lick It Up to me is like the sister album and Exciter is an ex- excellent opener where um, a lot of people, well, I'm sure all us Kiss nerds are aware of that that is not Vinnie Vincent on the guitar solo, it's Rick Derringer, uh, which baffles my mind because, you know, Vinnie wrote the damn song and I'm sure they did it behind his back and it, it's kind of lame how he doesn't do the solo, the solo's fine, I like the solo on the album. But I can't see why they, they didn't let Vinny do the solo. That's my only complaint about it. I wish Vinny would have done the solo, but Exciter would happen to be one of my favorite tracks on the album. Now, if anybody that has seen my Lick It Up review knows that my all-time favorite Kiss song is actually on Lick It Up on the album, but my favorite member is Ace Freely, so go figure. But I love Exciter. It's a great opener, one of my favorite tracks on the album. Uh, what do you think, Bill? Man, you stole my thunder as far as the Rick Derringer solo. I mean, it, I agree with you 100%. It's a great opener. It's slamming. It fucking kicks ass. Vinnie Vincent did phenomenal uh, situation. I give it five out of five chopsticks. So there you go. Wow, there you go. <laughs> I, 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 w- I will say this, that this solo was so smoky that Hulk Hogan then picked Rick Derringer to do his theme song, which is Real American. <laughs> Which, I mean, come on. I mean, he's like, you know, Hulk Hogan, he's Thunderlips, people. He's like, who's going to do my theme? He heard Exciter. He's like, get that motherfucker on the phone. Wow, I never knew that. I thought it was was because of rock and roll hoochie coo. But what do I know? No, Uh, no, it's all about Exciter. Hey, you know, and I also made a video for Exciter that has like a gazillion views on, uh, on YouTube. So check it out. You see a lot of cool footage of the Lick It Up era in it. Uh, recommend it. Go cool. check out my view, my my uh, video for Exciter. That's the song I picked to make a video for. 
Uh, next up, we got Not For The Innocent, which is Gene being Gene, the demon. Um, he hasn't been like, you know, while well, he in a war machine and stuff like that. You know, he was back to being evil because uh, after God of Thunder, or almost human, I would say, uh, Gene was kind of been a little softy and uh, not really like singing any evil type songs. And uh, boy, this one's pretty evil. Like I, I, I spit them hangman in the face and hung him with his new stuff. Cheesy, but I love cheese, man. Who doesn't love cheese? Do people go to pizzerias and say, hey, give me a pizza with no cheese? No, they don't. All right? <laughs> cheese is awesome. And cheese is great with Kiss. I mean, cheese, Kiss and cheese go together as well as like beer and Ian, you know? Hello. <laughs> so, um, you know, anybody that, that doesn't like cheese with Kiss, uh, you're, you're, well, Fucking name me a song that doesn't have at least a little sprinkle of mozzarella uh, mm-hmm. with Kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the the lyrics are a bit cheesy, but the song is freaking heavy and it's mid-paced. And I love this because it's Gene being the demon, you know, without the makeup. But can you imagine, like, watching Gene sing this in full makeup? You know, it would have been evil and killer as hell. Unfortunately, that never happened. This song, as far as I know, was never played live. I saw the tour. They didn't play it that night, so I don't know if they did it earlier in the tour. But again, another one of my favorites. This album is just chock full of favorites of mine. Uh, I love Not For The Innocent. Uh, Ian, what do you think? Uh, I, I love it. It is a, a stereotypical you know, Gene song. It's a, it's a demon song. But I love the riff. It's got like a, it's a creepy riff. You know, like, wow, have they bounced back from fucking uh, She's So European and uh, (laughs) Mr. Blackwell. You know, this is like, okay, you know, this can hang with fucking, uh, you know, Dio Sabbath and and Iron Maiden and and Judas Priest. Mm -hmm. You know, this is them being current and being rock and roll, but still being good. You know, it's it's like they did a good version of metal when they tried to Mm -hmm. be metal. When they tried to be Bon Jovi, they did a bad Bon Jovi. No, I mean, how can you do a good Bon Jovi, okay? Bon Jovi's bad to begin with. Oh, no, 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 I, I agree, but you know what? They're copying something that's good here. Yeah. Uh, correct uh, me if uh, I'm wrong. I'm sorry to cut you off, Ian, but correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're not. Okay, I no, ain't, not. actually, I'm not. But um, <laughs> uh, isn't the demo of Not For The Innocent both Gene and Paul singing? I kind of remember it that way. Uh... I, I, I believe you're right, and you can hear, you can hear Paul on the chorus. I believe. Yeah, I think he does do the chorus that song. What, uh, Bill? Why don't you tell us what you think? Go ahead. I'll Go ahead, tell you Bill. what I think of it. I think it's a fucking phenomenal, very heavy song, and uh, Ralph exactly cheese. I'm mean and I'm dirty. Let the beast run wild. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, <laughs> man. Kiss and cheese mm-hmm. go go together like Ian and liver cirrhosis of the liver. Hey, <laughs> it, it's a twofer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so uh, somebody take on the title track. Uh, let me be last. The last one to say something about the title track. Well, hold on. Let me give you my rating. Let me give you the rating, not for oh. the innocent. Five out of five chopstick. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I want to say the same yeah. thing. Um, me, five out of five hot chicks on the last two songs. And, uh, Ian, how many how many beer caps do you give yours? <laughs> yeah. 
I, I give it a five out of five roofies at a bar oh, like three in the morning. <laughs> epic, epic. And, and that's a lot of rape, ladies and gentlemen. A yeah. lot. <laughs> Bill Cosby ain't got shit on me. <laughs> All right, who wants to tackle? Who wants to tackle the the title track first? Let, 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 we let Mr. Wang do that. Go for it, Wang. All right, Mr. Wang will. Uh, Vinny Vincent co-write uh, the song that pretty much sold this album. Still on classic rock radio today. Strippers love it. I'm tired of it. But basically, went to 66 on the singles chart. I give it three out of five chopsticks. Bam. <laughs> All right, Ian. Um, yes, yes, it is, it is played out. Uh, but unlike you, Ralph, I, I'm going to spoil it a little bit here. I know you don't like this. Uh, I do love the song. I just never want to hear it again. Uh, and there's a lot of songs that I love but don't want to hear again. Uh, it's a hit for a fucking reason. It's catchy. It's fun. It always goes over well live. And, um... It's, it's just overplayed. That's the only bad thing I think you can say about it. Well, mm-hmm. that, that's the only bad thing me and Bill can say about it. But your bitter yeah. ass has another opinion, Ralph. Yes. I, want, I know. I, I, I really despise this song. And not only because I hate the song, but what really pisses me off about this song is that they named the album Lick It Up. That it's mm. really a horrible... Uh, track to like you know to represent this album if you ask me because I don't think there's any other song on this album like it I think every other song is number one like good you know and this one I just I never liked it not even the first time I heard it when I saw the video I was like uh oh you know when they took their makeup off on MTV they actually showed the video during that (laughs) and I watched it and I thought uh oh this is not this is not creatures, you know, and I was a little scared until I bought the album and I was pleasantly uh, relieved. But uh, I really, I really, really, really hate this. So I give it a zero, kind of like a, uh, I, I give it a zero, like, like, uh, like Ian's mom's blowjobs. I'm sorry, Ian, but you know, she does use too much teeth, honestly. I, I honestly, I think I think the reason you really hate this is uh, this is a song your mom used to come out to when she danced at Scuttlebutts, and her name was Cinnamon. Uh, you're like, please welcome to the stage, Cinnamon. This is Lick It Up. Well, and that, I, I think- honestly, that is something in my repressed brain. And thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, my bad, my bad. All right, well, your mom well, still sucks at giving head, by the way. Yeah, well. <laughs> She's a little toothy, but she means well. Yeah, uh, you would know. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's a tough economy right now. Thanks, uh, Obama. Uh, but, uh, Ralph, why don't you get that bad taste out of your mouth, unlike your mother, and uh, go into Young and Wasted. Young and Wasted. My all-time favorite Kiss song from their whole discography, believe it or not. Oh, you're full of shit. No, I'm not. Ooh. If I have uh, on the Almost Human channel my top ten Kiss favorite Kiss songs, and yes, Young and Wasted is my all-time favorite Kiss song, which is weird because I, I know have... I thought you were lying though. I no, no, lying. I wasn't lying. And okay. uh, what do you call uh, you know being that Ace is my favorite member. Uh, I just love it. I don't know. I guess maybe it's because 
Lick It Up sucks so bad that anything sounds great after it. And when, you know, after mm-hmm. Lick It Up is over, any song comes out. If it would have been Beth, I would have probably said, you know, this is the best song Kiss ever done. Because that's how bad Lick It Up is, that it <laughs> made me biased with the next song and made it my favorite Kiss song. Maybe that's why. But yes, Young and Wasted. <laughs> to me, the best Kiss song. Heavy, the screams that Gene does during it. Awesome. No disrespect to Eric Carr, but I love the way Gene did it much more. I didn't really dig the Eric Carr version, but I didn't hate it. I thought Eric did a decent job, but I just dug the way Gene screams his ass off during that song in the chorus. You hear Paul like screaming young and wasted, and there will be a day that I am going to go in the studio and record that track. I don't know whether it's going to be with Thrash or Die or Combat, because it'll work with both. I mean, you can play that song in a thrash band and a heavy metal band, but I will tell you this. When I do record it, please do not get upset because I'm never doing that shit live because I cherish my voice. That is going to blow out my voice to record (laughs) that because it's such a hard song to sing, but I am really determined to one day record a version and scream it like fucking Gene. What do you guys think of Young and Wasted? My favorite Kiss song. Go ahead, Bill. I think it's a fucking killer song. Vinnie Vincent shines on this. The solo is fucking sick. Um, it's a great song. I give it four out of five chopsticks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot the game. I give it. I give it ten out of five chopsticks. All right, Ian. What do you, what, what do you, what do you think, Ian? Young, young and wasted. Uh, wow. Uh, it reminds me of your brother Ralph that I made your mother abort. Oh. <laughs> because it, it, it was early on and I just knew it was going to be a waterhead so I'm like let's deal with it now you know uh, it's the humane thing to do uh, but man what a fucking great song This once again this is metal fucking kiss and it sounds mm-hmm. it sounds amazing uh, great mm-hmm. riffage by fucking Vinnie Vincent uh, I mm-hmm. love I love Paul coming in on the chorus here and this is just heavy shit. This is like, wow, after a couple of fucking really weak albums, we've redeemed ourselves. And, hey, we're metal, everybody. Come back and play with Kiss. And, and it makes mm-hmm. it makes me want to come back and play with Kiss. And, uh, you know, it reminds me of taking your mother to the clinic. Uh, but I, I love this song. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Uh, I, it, I will say it's better than the next song, which is Give Me More. And, oh, boy. And I'll tell you this. This is, uh, you, you know, uh, Ralph's mentioned this on a lot of reviews. I will refer to this as Killer Filler. I do not hate this song. It is a filler song, but I enjoy it. Uh, Lick It Up is not an album where I would skip any tracks. Now, this is not a track I would just, like, start out with. But when I'm playing the album, like, fuck it. We're going to hear Give Me More, and I dig it. Bill, what do you think about Give Me More? Man, I think I'm going to piggyback on both of you guys. I think, obviously, Vinny uh, co-wrote the song with Paul. Paul probably fucked the song up. It's an okay song. Not much to add here. It gets one and a half chopsticks, so, bam. Wow, one and a half <laughs> chopsticks. Oh, yeah, wow. man, I'm serious. Yeah, they broke eating those egg rolls. Wow, man, that's that's a funk play right there. Wow, I'm pretty yep, surprised yep. That, with that review, uh, Bill. Um, I love this song. I, I think it's a great rocker. I love the opening riff. The it's like, I don't know. 
It's it, it, to me, it complements the album, the heaviness of the album. A great following after uh, Young and Wasted. It was Paul trying to say, "Hey, you know, look, I can be heavy too, guys." But he didn't really, you know, it wasn't as heavy as Young and Wasted. But to me, it's a great, great track. And I and Ian, I I don't I don't recall ever calling it a filler. I don't think it is a filler. And uh, they did play this live when I saw them. I remember. Well, well no, I, I bet you referred to songs as uh, killer filler. And oh, I, okay, I, okay. I think this is a killer filler. And you did in your Kiss review, uh, you said you didn't like the, give me, give me. Oh, yeah, 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 I did. I did hate that. You know, you know, I did hate that part. And I also hate how people remember my reviews more than I do. Because there's times that later on I'm like, well, I like the song. And people go, no, you don't. You said in your review you hate it. I was like. Damn, I did. Well, well here, here's the funny thing. You keep yelling at me in earlier interviews. You're like, did you watch my review of this album? And I was like, well, yeah, like fucking 10 years ago. Right. So yeah. now when we do one that you've done, I'll go back and watch it. Yeah, I don't I don't remember saying that, you know, uh, I do now that you mentioned it to me. Yes, I hated the way Paul was like, yeah, man. Yeah, I forgot about that. And uh, yeah, there are times, man. There are times that I say songs suck. And then later on, I'm like, no, I like that song. They're like, well, you said you didn't. I'm like, well, fucking I'm Sybil, okay? I'm fucking weird. Give me a break, (laughs) you know? It's not easy being like me, you know, like fucking insane, you know? Yeah, yeah, you do remind me of Sally Field. I've I've said that on more than one occasion. But uh, And and the funny part is, is I do masturbate to Burt Reynolds. Yeah, who doesn't? (laughs) Oh, All right, let, let me let me go into the next track, which, uh, by the way, uh, we didn't, I mean, you guys discussed it, or I didn't. That Lick It Up video is fucking, what the fuck's up with that shit? What are, awesome. they, what are they drinking? Uh, they're drinking out of, like, gas cans. What, uh, and then spitting it out, and, they, they, you know, and they can't eat food properly. It's all, who the fuck came up with that concept? And then, like, the sequel, All Hell's Breaking Loose, I love, by the way. It's hot chicks with swords, and then like uh, Paul swinging a sword, and Gene like being embarrassed by it. And uh, I just love the hell out of this video and song. Perhaps the very first rock rap song, because uh, I don't. No, I was gonna say that. Good point, Ralph. Good yeah, point. I don't. I don't remember hearing any song back then that had like a rap lyric, and which this one did. Um, funny thing is, is when I saw this tour. They did play All Hell's Breaking Loose during Soundcheck because I was able to hear Soundcheck from outside the walls of the arena, but uh, on the actual show, they didn't play it, which sucked. But um, a great song. I love it. And, it's you know, to me, it was like, all right, cool. There's a single, another single from the album, which is a, a cool tune. I dig All Hell's Breaking Loose. I love the chorus. I love everything about it, the bass, the little funky bass, you know, and uh, I'm not the biggest rap song, a rap fan, but I actually do dig All Hell's Breaking Loose. I think it's a great song. I give it um, a five out of five gas cans. <laughs> all, right. all right, Bill, what do you think? Man, <clears throat> that was classic. Um, it's the only Eric Carr co-write on the album, Vinnie Vincent masterpiece. Uh, two words, badass. And like Ralph was talking you know, the rap aspect, which is interesting. I give it five out of five chopsticks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'll tell you what. I love this fucking song. And, you know, kids today need to realize that without this, there would be no Limp Biscuit. 
There would <laughs> there would be no POD. There would be no you know uh, without this revolutionary rap track and uh, and, yeah, yeah. And, and lyrically it is so relevant because mm-hmm. just the other day you know I was walking down the street minding my own business and a street hustler come up to me and he said hey man what be this and what be that and why you gotta look like that you know and I just said hey man I am cool I am the breeze you, you know I mean that's <laughs> poetry you know <laughs> this is this is great uh yes eric, it's beautiful it is eric carr was the impetus for this song and he mm-hmm. fucking hated what paul did <clears throat> he did yep yep yeah he did, did not yeah. did not like it uh but you know unfortunately he had no fucking say in the matter and it, it's really sad because what a vital member to kiss i believe eric carr was but had little to no input. I uh, don't think was treated very well. Uh, mm-hmm. Wasn't respected. Um, really disappointed on, on the way that Paul kind of talks down about him in his autobiography. Mm. Uh, Pathetic. But, uh, but man, he, he brought a good one to the table here. And uh, I, I love this fucking song. I, I really do. It, it, it's funny. It's a little curio in their... Uh, Discography, but it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It, it's hey, awesome. Ian, uh, I hate to cut you off <laughs> again. I'm lying. Hey, look. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> oddly enough, the same thing happened to me a couple weeks back. I was walking out. I was still walking down the street, minding my own business, <laughs> and, and this dude come up to me. Goes, "What be this and what be that? And how much is that chick on crack?" And I said, "Yo, man, that's Ian's mom. She's free. <laughs> <laughs> she is the breeze." Uh, Just don't get head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The head's a, the head's a little sketchy. Um, yeah, I, I give this five out of five toothy blowjobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, that doesn't so, sound like a positive review, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, like a, like a former Kiss co-writer, that shit cuts like a knife. Um, and, uh, Bill, why don't you take us into a million to one? Um, another Vinnie co-write, a cool song, a Vinnie Vincent gem, man, it's, it's, it's just a cool song. I give it four to five chopsticks. Yeah. Here we go. Vinnie Vincent. Here we go. <laughs> How about you guys? Oh, uh, I'll go. Um, one in a million is a phenomenal song. I think it's. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul's highlight as far as vocal wise and almost every Kiss song I was very uh, amazed when uh, he played this uh, live when I saw that Live to Win tour and uh, I con- went to that too. I- yeah. I'm convinced that's what destroyed Paul's voice was that tour I mean I know he had surgery and shit <laughs> like that but you gotta remember this guy was like singing this magic touch all these songs that like that really required a lot of vocal gymnastic and he didn't have Gene Simmons there to give him a break for a couple songs here and there during the set. And Million to One is a tough song to sing. He holds the notes. He was phenomenal the night I saw him, and I'm sure he was just as good that night you saw him, Bill. And uh, Yeah, man. As per usual. Good point, Ralph. Yeah, Absolutely. I think I think that, that tour done his voice in because he really he really was shining and and to do that set for a whole tour with no break 
You know, and, and oh, mm-hmm. what a great, great song. I love this song. And yeah, it's a great example of what an amazing songwriter Vinnie Vincent is. Without Vinnie mm-hmm. Vincent, there would never be a young and wasted, a lick it up. I don't care. Regardless of what I think of that song. Amen, brother. Preach, preach. Yes. Fuck yes. Regardless what I think of Lick It Up, the song, it was, it was mm-hmm. what put him back on the map. And uh, right. and then you go into the deep tracks that it's like, man, like Kiss diehards, man. We all know this song rules. I mean, it's you know if you got Ian liking the shit, Hello. you know you know Vinnie Vince is a ma- major major talent where he can even get like drunk tards to like stuff, you know. But enough about me. Yeah. So uh, million to one, I give it uh, five out of five onks. <laughs> uh, yes, man. May into May into one. Um, love this song. Uh, music, you know, by by the great Vinnie Vincent. Uh, nah. Lyrically, it was about Paul betting on who gave his mom, who gave him the herp, and uh, he, it was a million to one on your mom, Ralph. Uh, that that's no cold sore. Uh, that's the herp. Uh, this is a great, uh, you know. I don't even know if I want to call it a ballad because it has more balls than that. It's kind of like, uh, you know, I compare it with uh, uh, what's the fucking um, uh, what, what's the one off of Creatures of the Night? Uh, uh, I still love you. Uh, yeah, I still love you. Yeah, I, I still love you. Uh, I still love that fucking song. I think this one's better. Oh, and really? I, yeah, I don't. And, I don't. Actually. And I, I wish he played this as much as he played I Still Love You. Because uh, mm-hmm. where I, I think that can get a a little bit too melancholy and sappy in the middle. Mm-hmm. This one has a, just a little bit more heaviness that I like. Good and, point. And, and, I agree. And, and it, it's a great fucking song. Uh, wish I could have saw him on the fucking. Uh, what tour did you guys see him on? Live well, to win. Live to win. Yeah, he didn't yeah, play yeah, this on the Lick yeah, It Up tour. He yeah. didn't play this. Except Fillmore, San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I just he, he did a tour after that here called uh, the Buy One Buy One Ticket Get Three Free Tour. Uh, I messed out on that. But, the 89 uh, tour blew that away, I might add. Just a little caveat there. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, would, see, I, I didn't see loved, that tour. I, I would have loved to see it. I didn't see it, no. It didn't come to Florida. Uh, but, uh, okay. Uh, okay. But, man, man, to get a chance to see uh, Paul Stanley with uh, with the backing band from Rockstar uh, would have been fucking amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, believe it or not, yeah. they were great, man. His backing band was awesome. I thought, you know, yeah, yeah, they yeah, were. They were so, thought they, of that, you know, just kind of cringeworthy. But yeah, they were, they were, they were good. I'm they were good. Lie. Yeah, I know they were part of like some, you know, American Idol bullshit. But they, I mean, that, that drummer was awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But uh, well, regardless, million to one, uh, I give it five out of five cold swords on your mom's upper lip. Uh, and it goes into a classic, all-time classic fucking Gene song. Which oh, is, yeah. It's like a glove. Now, yeah. Gene has done this song over and over, but I don't mm-hmm. know if he's ever fucking done it better. I fucking love this song. Uh, I mean, there's just something about it, of course. There's, you know, the hot knife through butter that everybody loves. But what's, what's so funny is I, I was listening to it today and I was like, God damn, I love that song. But I was like, what is that fucking lyric? I had to look at the lyrics because I always thought he said 1918. 
And I'm like, what the fuck is a history lesson in the middle of this song? <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's like, what are you talking about? You know, uh, you know, was was that your mom's prison number in Auschwitz? You know, what the fuck is 1980? Oh, come oh, on. Nah, are you going to make nah. me edit that? Oh, no. Funny's funny. Oh. Comedy's not pretty. Okay. God damn it. If yeah. I can't do a fucking Holocaust joke, God damn it, this is in America. <laughs> but anyway. That is a song I might add, Holocaust. But anyways. Right. Yeah, but uh, apparently uh, he doesn't say 1918. It's something about, like, uh, something whatever, nice... Nice dreams, wet dreams, whatever the fuck it is. Night scenes, wet dreams. There you go. There you go. Thank you. I'm drunk. I can't remember. But it, it does flow off the tongue better than 1918. Uh, yeah, right. right. <laughs> but uh, I love Fits Like a Glove. And luckily, this stuck in the set list up into the uh, Hot in the Shade tour. And man, I wish they would bring this back because this is a balls out fucking gene rocker this is purely this shoots straight out the pistol right out the fucking cock this is like a wad of fucking jizz played through a marshall fucking amp and i love it it's fucking great mr wang what do you have to say man i don't really have anything to add you guys pretty much fucking oh fuck that make something up uh, I'll fucking make some shit up, dude. It's all there, fucking good. Again, Vince, fucking Vincent saves the fucking song. Gene, you know, old Gene that we all loved. Heavy ass, fucking badass motherfucking shit. It's a badass song, and I fucking love it. Yeah! So, That's awesome. I give it four out of five motherfucking chopsticks. Bam! Wang, wang. <laughs> all right, uh, here's what I think of it. Um, this is a song that I always considered... Like a, a deep track, not a filler. I always, I love the hell out of Fits Like a Glove. But I will tell you what amazes me about this song is how it survived so long in a set list because it wasn't really a known Kiss song. And then, like, you know, even Animal Eyes, I was like, whoa, it survived another tour. And then Crazy Nice, they played. I was like, holy crap, this, song, this song's still on the set list. But when they played in a hot in the shade, I knew that night, I said, no way this is going to survive another set list. I just knew it. I knew the vibe. It was still great live. I did not appreciate the part where G would not say, like butter. Never. Not even on Creatures Tour. I mean, the Lick It Up Tour. He would say, hot knife. And then he would just walk up and, like, you know, motion the crowd while putting his hands over his ear for them to scream. And then Paul would go, and, you know, he wouldn't do the butter. I mean, Come on, well, man. Well, he was waiting for the crowd to go, like Rouse Mudder. <laughs> and, fu- and, and, funny, and funny thing is, they always did that only in New Orleans and Florida. <laughs> I mean, come on. My mom can only be two places. You know? Anyway, so uh, yeah, right? yeah. It's, yeah. Not like, it's not like kids play Cuba. Yeah, yeah that's, that's funny for a woman with three inputs to only be in two places. <laughs> Dude, God. Four, bro. She's a oh, mega talent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> that one accident, but no, it's only for yeah. fetish yeah. type guys. Yeah, yeah. Be thankful, Bill. We don't know your mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm very yeah. thankful. Yeah, because she'd know our wangs. That's for sure. All right, so, hey, so I got I, no, 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 no offense. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, man. All good, all good. All right, dude. So anyway, hey, Bill, we both got hey, something hey, in you common. Don't, you don't know where Vinnie Vincent is? Has he checked your mother? 
Yeah, right? Maybe, maybe your mom's Levinia Mitchell. Have you asked your mom, Bill? No, no, man. Yeah, Vinnie Vincent is nowhere to be found, and, uh, but no. Anyways. Oh, all right. Well, well, let me, uh, I, I just want to sum up Fits Like a Glove. Yes, it's a great song. Probably my second favorite Gene song. On, no, no, no. My third favorite Gene song on the album. I love this song. Um, what can I say? Like I said, I'm, sur- I'm, I'm amazed it survived so long in the set list. I knew at Hot in the Shade, I go, dude. This is not going to survive no more. I mean, I can't believe it made it this far. But I did soak it in at that show going, man, this is the last time I'm seeing him play this. I was right. And it's a great, great song. Unfortunately, uh, Young and Wasted, Not for the Innocent. The same thing at the Hot Shade Tour, Ralph. Very good, very good point. I said the same thing at the Hot in the Shade Tour at Conquer Pavilion with Winger, no less. Or who was it? Uh, Slaughter, Slaughter and Winger. Oh, okay, I, know, right, I, there I was, you go. I said I, the same thing. I was outside <laughs> drinking because I, I can't stomach stuff like that, like Ian can. Yeah, um, neither can I. Neither but can I. but uh, yeah, uh, great, great, awesome, awesome song, which takes us to. Uh, I don't have the CD in front of me, but it is "Dance on Your Face," correct? Dance all over your face. Yes. All sir. right, dance all over. Oh. Dance all over your face is a weird one. Uh, I would put it as my, you know, right above. Lick it up as. Well, not one of my favorites on here, but not a bad song. Better than Look It Up, in my opinion. But it is kind of like, a, it's definitely a filler. And, uh, it, you know, but you know, it's all right. It's like, you know, I can I can take it or leave mm-hmm. it. Um, I really have no, no more to say about that. You know, every time, I, back in the day, I would make a Kiss mixtape. This would never make it. Uh, just about every other song on Lick It Up, other than the title track, would make Kiss mixtapes on me because they were all such great tracks. But not this one. So, uh, Bill, what do you think of Dance All Over Your Face? Well, <clears throat> to piggyback on your thoughts, I pretty much agree, basically. And my synopsis of everything is do not blame Vinnie Vincent because he had absolutely nothing to do with this song. Oh, really? It's the weakest song on the album. Yeah, yeah, it's the weakest song on the album. Very stock and boring, and I give it one and a half chopsticks. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, you know, here's the deal. Don't blame Vinnie Vincent. So, it's all Gene Simmons, man. Uh, Ian, uh, I, I love it, and I'm going to give all the credit to Gene Simmons. I, I think this is another. It's killer filler. It is filler, but it's a fun track that I would never fucking skip. And uh, hmm. I, I don't know, there's, there's just something about it, you know, kind of like, you know, with Give Me More. I'm not going to go to this song first, but if I'm, right, playing, right. if I'm playing the album, like, I'm an album guy. I love to hear albums from the first track to the last. I would mm-hmm. never skip this. It fits in perfect with Lick It Up. Like, if I'm doing the Lick It Up experience, you know, and I don't have Rouse Mom right there with me, I'm going to keep this going, you know, because this is a great song. And I'm going to something all over somebody's face, goddammit. And I, <laughs> I I love this song. I, I, I think it's, uh, you, you know, like, it is. It, it's okay, filler, but, okay, it, but, okay. but it's fun. All right. And then we go into the last song, which is On the Eighth Day. Now, this mm-hmm. one, I, I will say, was a grower on me. Like, initially... This would have been my least favorite track, but uh, 
You know, as years go by, man, I really fucking enjoy this. And as a special treat to our fans, right now, I want to play the demo of this because this was... Uh, Vinnie Vincent had a band called Warrior, right, before he joined mm-hmm. KISS. And right. he had a song called Boys Are Gonna Rock, and, mm-hmm. which ended up being on the first Vinnie Vincent Invasion solo album. And the, the, That Ralph the, ripped. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. That the, the, there, there's parts of it that made it to his version, and then and then the majority of it made it on to the eighth uh, on the eighth day. And I think what mm-hmm. happened was like uh, you know Gene just smacked him upside the head and said, "Hey, you Joyce DeWitt looking motherfucker, I'm gonna steal this song. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the lyrics a little bit, and uh, it's gonna go on the next Kiss album. And uh, <laughs> you know I, I love both songs, but uh, but I think it's gonna be great for the fans to hear this." And you're going to hear two songs split in two. So right now, we're going to go to Warriors. Boys are going to rock.
All right, you know, uh, that was wa uh, Warrior, a demo uh, for uh, Boys, uh, not Boy Call Boys Are Gonna Rock, but later become uh, On the Eighth Day. And I also want to add that the band Warrior, uh, I believe it's the rhythm section, ended up uh, being in the band Alcatraz with Ingve Malmsteen and uh, Graham Bonnet. I think the drummer and bass player mm -hmm. were both in Warrior, mm -hmm. ended up uh, being in... Um, that that um, I I like this demo, but you know I prefer I prefer the the what Gene did. Um, but you know what? It would have been cool to have that opening riff. That way, there wouldn't have been a boy's gonna rock. But uh, what can you do? <laughs> well, well, another thing I will say is <laughs> is, is, is the band that was Warrior actually ended up getting a new lead singer. Uh, whose name is Amy Mann, they changed her name to Till Tuesday and had a great hit with Voices Carry. A lot of people don't right. know. Oh, right. Rush song. He, she sang on uh, uh, a Rush song, I believe it was Hold time, Your Fire. Time, time, yeah. time, time Stands Still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hold Your Fire album, correct. Yeah, yeah Time, time Stands Still. still. Yeah, um, I, I'm, mm -hmm. just, I'm just kidding about that, by the way. I, I just Somehow I wanted to get Voices Carry on to one of our episodes. But... Uh, <laughs> Bill Wayne, what do you think about and on the eighth day? Well, personally, man, reflecting on it, and I've been checking out all of this album this week, preparing myself for this phenomenal uh, appearance on you guys' great show. And um, I come up with it's kind of a, a boring song to end a phenomenal album. Um, it's a Vinnie Co. ride. Vinnie Solo is fucking badass. But yeah, I give it two out of five chopsticks. I'm sorry, man. It just wow. I think they could have done better to end the fucking album. So that's what I think, man. Well, you know, there you go. Hey, man, a non-Terrence uh, bias review. You got to love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, I love that. I love somebody with their own opinion. Because that's if Terrence great. was on the show, he would have loved it as much as I did. So I like, <laughs> I like, I like oh, different no. opinions. You know, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. I only like girls to lather my ass with their tongue. Anyway, so. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, there, there you go. Any uh, closing statements on Lick It Up, guys? I, uh, let me go first. It rules. All right, you guys uh, do another closing statement on it. All right. Uh, well, I would like to say uh, I love this album. Uh, I wish I could have saw this tour. I didn't get to. I did, however, get to meet Vinny Benson. Uh, yes, I, I actually, uh, Ralph, have you met Vinny Benson? No, never have. Okay, so I am the I'm only one. He's a real rock star, and we're not. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. I am the, I'm the only one who actually met Vinnie Benson. I met him at a Kiss, mm. I met him at a Kiss convention in Chicago, in I want to mm. say 1994, and I had just gotten the the big Kiss book, Kissery. I don't know if you guys remember this. It was a I huge have it. book. I have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cost way too much fucking money. And if you remember, yeah. they, they had that. Uh, onion paper page that had the autographs on it. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, well, I'm going to get Vinny to sign my history book. And there's a guy in front of me and he's he's like, he goes, dude, he's like, you're going to let fucking Vinny sign your fucking book? I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, it's Vinny Vincent. He goes, he goes, when you let him sign it, he goes, hold your fucking hand over it so he doesn't write like retarded fucking huge. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, no, dude. He goes, he's a fucking asshole. He's going to try to write over everybody's name. I was like, yeah, what do you know? This is Vinnie Vincent. I mean, you know, he, he had a co-writing on the eighth day, for Christ's sake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> so so I, I, I get up there and I meet him. And Jesus Christ, did he look like something out of fucking Lord of the Rings? Uh, you know, you know. <laughs> Snap. Yeah. Oh, 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 very, very Gollum-like body size. You know, with uh-huh. a horrible uh, Joyce DeWitt wig. Uh, you know, a little three, Three's Company reference for uh for oh, Fuck yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. No, he didn't look like a man like Larry. He looked like fucking Joyce DeWitt. <laughs> Uh, he looked like Janet. Uh, anyway, uh, so I met him. There's a piece about my dad, but I, anyways. I, 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 I shook his hand, and I said, man, it's an honor to meet a guy that's played so many awesome riffs. And he looked at me, and he goes, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And I was like, whoa, wow. whoa, Michael Jackson. Calm the fuck <laughs> down here. Get a, step away from my son. Um <laughs> And I did not take the guy's advice, and I totally let him sign my history book. And I'll be goddamn if he wasn't right on the money. This motherfucker wrote two V's that went right over Gene's signature, went right over Paul's signature, like, no. like, the, yeah, like the bitter fucking bitch he is. That motherfucker wow. signed it bigger than shit. And I was like, oh, you gotta be fucking shitting me. And I was so pissed off, and I was like, man, what are you going to do? Like, you know, you know, if I fucking hit him, it's like, you know, like I'm a child sex offender. You know, I'd have to fucking register in every neighborhood I lived in, little fucking bitch. But a uh, great guitar player. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he did, in my opinion, uh, save Kiss from a very dark area that they fully drove themselves into. But he took him into, he took him into the metal era of the 90s. Uh, and gave him a valid, you know, guitar player. Granted, I mean, this guy's got major fucking issues. Or else he would still be doing something today. He would still be valid. And instead, he's like this weird, like, footnote. You know, I mean, this guy's got fucking problems. But he mm. is talented. And you, you, yes. you, you can't take away his contributions to... Creatures of the Night and Lick It Up. And I go back and forth on which is better and which is a heavier album. I love both mm-hmm. of them. And like, depending on the day, man, I might lean towards Lick It Up. Or I might lean towards mm-hmm. Creatures. But he is so important to both of them. And uh, mm-hmm. and I really think they would have been fucked without him. You know, because, man, another fucking elder would have killed these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Uh, and and they had to claw their way back, and Vinny helped them claw their way back. Absolutely. So in closing, that is uh, that's my Vinny story, uh, you know. But Bill, you are the elusive, you know. You are like you know searching for Bigfoot. You are searching for uh, Vinny Vincent. Uh, I, I know you got a lot of love for this album. Yeah, and um, Ralph, pretty much, and you, Wadzilla, are pretty much uh, piggybacking on both of you guys' thoughts of the album. Um, Kiss was pretty much dead in the woods by this juncture, and uh, this was a killer early 80s American metal album, a <coughs> Vinnie Vincent masterpiece, uh, an album that Vinnie Vincent pretty much created by himself. I think it's a phenomenal album. Um, Vinnie Vincent saved Kiss in 1983, and I give it four and a half out of five chopsticks. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's what I think of it. Oh, hold on, Ralph. Yeah. Uh, be- before you give your opinion, 
I would like I, I heard Bill say this in another interview, but I would like I would like him to tell our audience. Um, Bill, can you tell us about going? Uh, was it at the Cow Palace where you saw the Creatures Tour and uh, <laughs> you you thought you were going to see Ace Fraley? Oh, man, my pleasure. It was uh, Easter Sunday, 1983, about three blocks from where I am right now at the San Francisco Civic Auditorium. I was a teenage kid. I was in line waiting to see my childhood idol, finally, because I wasn't old enough to see Kiss in the 70s. Um, and I was I was coming up to the the front, and there was a sign up front, and it said, "Ace Freely will not be here. Vinnie Vincent is here." And my friend looked at me, and he saw me basically crying like a little fucking bitch. He said, "What's wrong?" I'm all, yeah, I'm all fucking Ace isn't gonna be here. This is fucking bullshit. He's all he's all no, but Vinnie Vincent's gonna be here. And I'm all fuck Vinnie Vincent. I'm on Ace fucking Feely, man. This sucks. So yeah, it was fucking it was fucked up. And then my parents picked me up at the concert and said, "How was it? How was it?" And I'm all well. It started terrible, but it ended magical. So yeah, that's my story of the creatures of the night uh, with Motley Crue opening up. Yeah, I guess third, nineteen eighty-three. So they must have did that the whole tour because in my situation. Yes, my favorite member has always been Ace Frehley, still is. But how I found out was driving up to the show, the guy on the radio announced it on the day of the show. Like, I oh, guess fuck. I guess Kiss was just like not telling people Ace was to, not torn until it was too late when people already had their tickets, you know? And <laughs> I was right. pissed. Well, well I, th- I think some people knew and some people didn't because I remember when that tour was happening... Your mom called me up and she goes, "Hey, Ralph thinks he's seeing Ace Frehley. Why don't you come over and fucking cornhole me?" And I was like, "Oh, that sounds delicious." Uh, Damn, my mom was fuck. My mom was into fucking two year olds, huh? I learned something every day. Yeah, yeah. Thank God she's not a size queen. Yeah, Yeah. she's uh, uh, according to her. Old. Oh my God, old as fuck. And Ian, since you're still banging her, I guess she's still not a size queen. No, thank God. Yeah, I heard you're done. You're you're hung like a belly button, and yeah. any and any belly button at it. Man. Yes, yes. Some elasticity on that woman. What a gal. Yeah, but you know, my mom, my my mom does hook for money. So you know, I you know she she does she's not the most truthful person. Right, I really right. do believe that on that tour, they didn't let anybody know, and I swear until the day of the show. And I guess, you know, when they played San Francisco... I bet, Bill, you had Motley Crue, right? Open that show? Uh, did I... Was I aware of them at the, that, that did, juncture? Did, did, you have, I... did you have Motley Crue open that creature yeah, show? Yeah, Motley Crue opened up his show. Oh, that's what I said, Ralph. Yeah, it was four months before Shout Out the Devil came out, and I was aware of Motley since, you know, 81 when yeah. the, 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 the leather records came out, and... Uh, yeah, they were fucking phenomenal, man. They were great. They played four of the tracks off Shout Out the Devil. And, uh, nice. And to be honest with you, looking back, reflecting uh, 31 years ago, half the crowd, it was packed. We're talking a 6,000-seat arena when Kiss couldn't sell TikTok in. Half the crowd was totally into Motley Crue. And I was totally into Motley Crue, so all these fucking Kiss fans were hating on me. I'm all, dude, fuck y'all. I mean, I'm a Kiss fan, but these guys are fucking badass. Yeah, Dude, man. 
I hear so, you. So, um, yeah, and uh, and then Vinny came out, and it's just like, I'm off. You feel me? Yeah, so it, it was phenomenal. It was, a, it, it was probably the top three concerts I've ever been to out of 537 in my life was that Creatures Tour. So, so when you left that yeah. Creatures Tour, is that where you all, uh, you all of a sudden became like this Vinny Vincent uh, disciple? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. And then when I saw him open up for Maiden in 87, yeah. So, yeah, since then, I've pretty much been uh, hanging on Vinny's ball sack, no pun intended. So I did. Uh, <laughs> I, actually, I actually did see the Vinny Vincent Invasion open for Alice Cooper on New Year's Eve going into, I think it was going into 86, whatever Constrictor came out. Yeah, uh, 86, yeah 86, 87. You yeah, saw him yeah. before I did, right? Yeah, yeah. I, saw yeah. Them, I saw them open for Alice Cooper at the time. And, uh, and I got to say, too, you know, when I was very disappointed on the way to the show that Ace Philly wasn't playing, but... When I left the show, I was very... I liked it. I was like, you know, this guy, he did the, the finger tapping like Eddie Van Halen. I was, I liked the All guitar right. solo he did. It wasn't bad. It was like, it was like a little shredder. And I was like, fuck it. I finally saw Kiss, even though it wasn't with Ace. And now in retrospect, dude, we saw something that only happened once. A full-blown... Right. Absolutely, make- dude. Absolutely. Vinnie Vincent Absolutely, and Eric Carr in full makeup with... The yes, incredible album. Dude. The incredible album that didn't catch on yet. You know, at the right. time it was the worst yeah. selling Kiss album, and now it went yeah. gold. I think it went gold like in around '86, like you know, many years later. Uh, but yeah, fuck. it was great. It was great. And yes, I went to that show because my friend came to my house, as I said before, with a cassette copy of Creatures. If that never happened, I would have said, "Fuck it, I ain't going to see Kiss." Uh, we got right. we got the plasmatics, which was awesome. Um, oh right, 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 right. Oh, lucky you. Okay. Yeah, I never. Okay. I, you I'm know, glad I, it's the Motley. Plasmatics would have been cool as fuck. I did get to see Motley on the Shout of the Devil tour with Ozzy, so you know, I did get to see at least early, <laughs> early Motley. I missed that. I missed that. Fuck yeah, that. so cool, cool. it was great. You know, I mean, you know what's really awesome, Bill, is that you and I got to see it, and Ian didn't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, not, dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My first Motley Crue tour was Generation Swine, so fuck you all. Oh, yeah. I yeah. saw every Motley Crue I, I want to uh, apologize to Ian. I should have fucked your mom. I should have came in your mom many years before that, but at the time I was really into facials. <laughs> Dance all over uh, your face. If, if, uh, yeah, right. yeah. I should have came all over her face. I should have just came inside. All right, her. all right. That way well, you could have seen her early. Is she listening? <laughs> Let's uh, hope not, man. All right. She has now listened we're going to the show to before. Pick of the week, because we're going to talk about something unlike your mother that doesn't blow, Ralph. We're going to hey, talk hey. about picks of the week. All right, go ahead. You got. You go first. All right, my pick of the week is inspired by Mr. Bill Wang. Uh, Bill Wang is a huge Kiss fan. He is a huge Vinnie Vincent fan. But uh, some of you might not know, but you should know, he's also an incredible Judas Priest fan. Mm-hmm. And and my pick is, in my opinion, the very underrated, the very overlooked point of entry album. I, awesome. I love this fucking album. It is different. It is kind of a, a a blimp on the radar, but it's it's a great album for what it is, and it's it's a great timepiece, uh, you know, of, of 1981, 
And, uh, you know, it's a neat bridge between hard rock, you know, stuff that's current. It was them trying to cross over into the American market. But I think there's some great, great songs, a great songwriter on Point of Entry. And I would love to review this on this show at some point in the future. And I'd like to have have Bill back for that because, uh, in my opinion, Point Entry, a great masterpiece that gets slagged. What do you guys think? I agree a thousand percent, dog. Fuck yeah. Nice. Yes, I'm a huge, huge fan of Point of Entry. Um, I'll be honest with you. It's because of uh, my age. Uh, I'm not a fan of Turbo because, and if Point of Entry came out in 86, I probably wouldn't have liked Point of Entry, but... It did come out at a great time in my youth. A uh, big fan of Judas Priest at the time. I discovered him with Unleashed. Then, you know, I went and bought British Steel when it first came out. Then when Point of Entry came out, I was less biased and didn't really look at that album as, oh, man, this is uh, much softer than everything before it, which it was. But, man, I automatically, mm-hmm. I mean, Desert Plains, man, still one of my favorite uh, Judas Priest songs. And uh, Turning Circle is probably... To me, my favorite. I was just gonna track. say that. Yeah. Turn, turning yeah, Circle is that. such a great song. I don't give a Solar fuck. Angels. Solar oh, Angels. Jesus, uh, what a great uh, song. Don't go. Don't, don't go. Don't go is yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I don't yeah. give a fuck what anybody says. Hot Rockin's an awesome video end song. I don't care if they're oh, working yeah. out. The way that that fucking video ends with all the fire and shit. That shit's awesome, man. And the guy with the maiden yeah. shirt headbanging. Oh man, I love fucking. Part- <laughs> And 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 uh, troubleshooter, the more lighter song. You say yes. I love it all. I love that whole fucking album. On the run, um, great great song. Uh, yeah, good good pick, Ian. Good pick. Thank, pick. Thank thank you, Bill. What do you got to say about? Hey hey hey! I was the one talking. You drunk bastard. It was Ralph talking yeah, now. Yeah yeah. No, but I, I want to hear what Bill has to say. Okay. No, Bill said he uh, loved it. <laughs> <laughs> My pick of the week is Mastodon's 2006 brilliant album, Blood Mountain. I smoked a joint with Braun and Troy at a, on the tour bus in front of Slims in San Francisco on the third show of that tour before they blew up. And it's a fucking badass album. So my pick is Mastodon, Blood Mountain. Awesome. Nice. Good album. My pick is a little weird Thank one. Uh, my pick it would throw a lot of people off because... Um, Y'all remember that movie, The Decline of Western Civilization Part 2, The Metal Years? Odin! 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 Chris Holmes? Yes, yes. That whole movie was... The soundtrack to that movie is is very unique because it doesn't feature the song... The Well, some some bands. But most of the songs on this, uh, this soundtrack to that movie... Uh, didn't feature some of those bands and it was some songs that didn't come out on albums and uh, I'll give you like an example like Metal Church is on the soundtrack with a song called The Brave where you can only hear it before on a Metal Massacre compilation great song mm-hmm. Queensryche a different version of The Prophecy Rigamortis Foaming at the Mouth a great great unreleased track from Armored Saint called You Can Run But You Can't Hide uh, it has Alice Cooper with Axl Rose and Slash doing uh, and Izzy Izzy, and and Izzy, no Slash right. is on it too. I have oh, it right in front of me. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, doing Under My Wheels, the Alice Cooper classic. Uh, Motorhead, Cradle to the Grave, another track, not another album. All great songs I'm talking about here. And uh, Seduce, mm-hmm. who is on the in the movie, they're on the soundtrack as well. And Megadeth and Lizzie Borden, those did make the uh, the. Album. I got. I highly recommend 
the soundtrack to uh, the Metal Years Part 2. I remember uh, my Thrasher Die page, I always put up vinyl of the day where I hold up a vinyl every day. And when I held up this vinyl, a lot of people were like, dude, that shit sucks because they, they think this vinyl is going to have like Odin and, and London. and No, it has none of those bands. It has like all this other killer metal stuff. I think it's one of the best soundtracks out there along with Over the Edge. So that's my pick of the week. Decline of Western Civilization Part 2. And I love the movie. I wish it would come out already on Blu-ray or in DVD. Right, right, right. Uh, can, can, I, can I piggyback? Sure. Fucking phenomenal situation there, Ralph. No, that's phenomenal. And not too many people know about said soundtrack. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. Awesome. Awesome fucking analogy there, bro. Absolutely. Fucking lootly. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I agree. I love it. Uh, it's right up there with Footloose as far as soundtrack go but uh <laughs> wow I, I i will give uh decline, that is, I, I guess not i i will give <laughs> i will give decline of the rest western civilization part two the nod because uh that bitch sammy hagar is on the footloose soundtrack so <laughs> i knew that was coming yeah you knew that was coming. okay here's something i want to talk about i am so excited to have bill wang on this show because Bill Wang is a cool motherfucker. I love this guy to death. And he has a great page. Kiss, 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 hard rock and metal. But there is way too many fucking Sammy Hagar fans on that page. Ew. And and we are going to weed them out because they do not belong on there. We are going to send them back to the Loverboy <laughs> fan page they came from. <laughs> And, and we are going to. Yeah, well, we are gonna, I'm a female now, so that's why there's a lot of Van Hagar fans. But yeah, well, that that that's no excuse. I, I mean, no, I, I know, I know, dude, I know. No, you know, I fucking, I fucking think Van Hagar's pathetic Journey Junior. They fucking suck. Oh yeah, I, yeah. and that's a, that's a slam on on Journey. <laughs> you know, well, I, Journey I is. I'd rather hear raised on radio. <laughs> Than fucking fifty one fifty. Well, maybe because they're a little bit more obvious with their intentions. Van Halen, just uh, all the you know, I don't know. But I'm with you, dude. I mean, you know me. My fucking Van Halen with Roth is and Judas Priest and Kiss, and you know that's my top three, man. And Rush or four, you know. So yeah. So unfortunately, I never saw real Van Halen in their prime. <laughs> uh-huh. I saw him in seven, but I'm mean, my mom wouldn't let me go to those yeah. shows. No, so. I didn't. I didn't get to see him either. Ralph, Ralph, you got to see him. Two or three times. With yes, the I saw Women and Children, Fair Warning, Diver Down, and 1984. And boy, let me tell you, I know I've said this a million times, but uh, the Women and Children first tour, I saw second row. Uh, I was on Michael oh. Anthony's side, and leaving that show, I was like, dude, that's the greatest show I ever saw in my life. Then the next time they came around, Fair Warning, mm-hmm. I had the nosebleeds, and to this Ooh. day, no show. Not even that Women and Children first tour or... Diver Down or 84 can match the energy, the craziness of the Fair Warning Tour was the greatest freaking uh, concert experience I ever had in my life and I don't think we can ever get that back because the world has changed so much that somebody can go up on stage and say, I forgot the fucking words and nobody would give a fuck. Back then it was special. <laughs> yeah, David Lee Roth was saying it uh, every show, so who cares? He went up Look there and at he, all the people here tonight. And smoking weed on stage. Yeah. Come on, man. That guy was the coolest guy in the universe. David Lee Roth would Fuck walk yeah. out, would walk out center stage all the way up front and just stand there for two minutes. 
and people lost their fucking minds. And all he did was rub his chin and look around with a big shocking face that he did every fucking night. But we all ate it up, you know? Uh, and of course he would say, I heard Florida is the rock and roll capital of the world. And we'd all go, holy shit. Not thinking this motherfucker saying it, you know, last night he said, I heard Georgia is the rock and roll capital of the world, you know, but we didn't care. It was fucking awesome. And, you know, let me just give you a scenario. There's no way I can. Huh? Learning on YouTube. It was fucking awesome. That's how I even knew who the hell you were. <laughs> is your fair warning review? One, uh, but anyways, I, I digress. But the but, oh, thanks, yeah. thanks. You're, 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 oh, fuck yes, fucking. I posted it on my fucking page many times. But uh, thanks, dude. Yeah, um, yeah. All man, I can I'm, say, man, I'm, is got, you know what the fair warning tour. I mean, let me just like the beginning of it is just that will always ring in my my brain is how. When they came out, the whole place was dark and there was spotlights flinging over the crowd and you hear Eddie doing his little hammer-ons and then a guy comes out, will you welcome the mighty Van Halen? And they go right into On Fire and the the the, the stage is dark and, da, na, na, and then Eddie does his little and then when the band kicks in, the whole, the, the stage lights up bright and the second you see the stage light up bright, David Lee Ross is like 20 feet in the air doing a split. You talk about a religious experience. That was it right there, man. Uh, I, oh, dude, I have blue sponsor and a chubby. That's all I got to say, dude. Fucking yeah, awesome, I'm telling you, man. And then, uh, and then it just got more intense as, as the show went on, you know? There is, right, right? There is nobody like David Lee Ross. No, and, the greatest uh, man ever. And, uh, like, my favorite Rothism, uh, when I saw him, uh, you know, I wish fucking Michael Anthony was there. But on the first reunion tour, fucking mm-hmm. David Lee Roth came out, and he, he said, "He said, you know what?" He goes, "Ralph's mom reminds me of Texas." Wow! Because she, <laughs> because had she's her too, big huh? as fuck, and a thousand Mexicans come in her every day. Wow! True story. <laughs> True story. That's that's uh, all. Laugh. The fucking the punchline. Dude, that fucking is awesome. Man. Dave <laughs> mentioned my mom, dude. That is fucking hey, badass. That, that is that is. I feel bad because he didn't even mention my mom. I guess he wasn't into the teeth. No, because no, because uh, no. Dave has Dave has this thing where he doesn't bang anybody that was with Sharon. <laughs> oh, oh! I saw that tour, by the uh, way. Oh boy, Sharon tour. They <laughs> did Mean Street. Oh yeah, my no. God, Wayne! Wayne, you saw a lot of horrible Van Halen shows. That I don't know if I can forgive you for. I saw. Yeah, yeah well, I, like I said, yeah. Unfortunately, the first time I ever saw Van Halen was uh, a Halloween, nineteen eighty six. Okay, so you didn't see Van Halen, is what we're getting. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, no, I, no, I never saw Van Halen. No, I saw two. You know, have I ever seen the original Van Life? No, I haven't, man. No, I admit it, and I, I do not have a ticket stub. Unfortunately, but, but goddamn, uh, this motherfucker has a ticket stub for everything else, and I love because I'm a ticket stub collector. But you, you name a fucking band or a show, and this motherfucker puts up a fucking ticket stub. You know, funny it. thing I is, I it. have, I have, I, I have seen Bill, yeah. I have seen Bill's ticket stubs, and every time I see it, I go, man, I gotta, you know, because 
Bill, you put up ticket stubs at shows I've been to over here. Like, I remember you put up a Defenders of the Faith ticket. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I remember seeing that. And there was so other, these other shows. I was like, I, I saw that tour here, you know. And I, one day I should scan my tickets, you know. But, yeah, uh, no, Ralph, many, many months ago, you and me discussed, because I, I put up the... Uh, Metallica opening up for Ozzy on the Master of Puppets tour, and you and me did message each other, and you're all, nah, I, I, unfortunately, they never came down here during those Yeah, those it was, uh, what happened was, they left for Europe, and I got Queensryche on the Ultimate Sin tour. Uh, so, yeah, oh, I never got to see Cliff Burton, unfortunately, yeah. Which, yeah, which yeah. sucks, um, but, uh, Three times. Three times. Two Ride the Lightning tours and one Master of Puppets tour. Awesome, nice. man. That's nice. amazing. You know, first time I saw him was, you know, uh, the Ross is a rock, you know, right when it, you know. Second, I'm downtown San Francisco. <laughs> Get the firehouse, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. So pretty much this uh, ends our, I, Bill, I want to thank you so much for being part of the show. Oh, man. Fuck yeah, brother. Dr. fucking Wadzilla, I'm honored. This has been fucking awesome. I fucking really appreciate it, man. Big dude, time. Big best time. of luck of finally finding Vinny. I know you will, man. I hope I do. I'm going to North Carolina in a few weeks, so I'm going to maybe scoot on over to Tennessee and look for him there with my beautiful bride, Gina Elizabeth Wang. So, oh, right. so. Man, I, I hope you and Gina get the end. And, you know, if people, fans of the show don't know, he has got a great old lady, Gina Elizabeth, uh, huge Ace Fraley fan. Uh, more yeah. importantly, she's a Bill Wang fan, a really cool chick, uh, a friend of the show. Ah oh, man, thank you, bro. Thank you so much. And she, her, and her side is Ace Fraley Army, which yes. everybody rips her off. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Oh man. no, no, no. She's she's really cool. And uh, I, I don't know if you know Ralph, but she is a friend of the podcast. Uh, she's on the Facebook page. Big time fan. Big time fan. Oh, she yeah. loves you guys. Loved you way before I even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, real absolutely cool. awesome, man. And, and while we're talking about that, we might as well go into fan of the week. All right. And, and fan of the week, I don't know if this guy is on the Facebook page, but he's he went on the Podbean page, and more importantly, he went on iTunes, and his name is Jimmy James ninety seven. And he left us a fucking awesome review on iTunes, and uh, and and started following us on Podbean. And I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, you know, because I'm trying to find ways to make our show better, you know, and see what we should do, what we shouldn't do, what makes us stand out. And uh, you know, I I think we're doing really good here. <coughs> and uh, and seeing fans understand. You guys fucking rule. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, brother. And he left a great review where he pretty much summed up, like, he, he acquainted us to, like, listening to two good friends just talk about great metal albums. And that's what I want to do with this podcast. I think this is what, what Ralph wants to do, okay? We're not, we're not, like, bad FM DJs. We're not Rick D's. We're just two fucking metal fans that... Like to bust each other's balls, talk about the music we love, and we're always honest with our fucking reviews. You, you know, it's like, you know, as, as much as me and Ralph have in common, man, we fucking we argue on a bunch of no, shit. no, no. And I also want to say to the fan of the week, you know, don't don't 
don't be disillusioned to think we're good friends. I actually hate Ian. Oh, fuck. You. <laughs> uh. oh, okay, that, that is true. That is true. He does hate me. But it's because uh, of the somehow. mom thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, it, it means a lot that people get the show, and that's exactly the point of the show. We are just fucking fans, and, and that's why we love having fucking Mr. Bill Wang on the show, because he is an incredible fan. It's a real motherfucker. We're talking real. Um, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, that's what it is. Because uh, what we're asking is basically, like, you take an hour, hour and a half out of your week and listen to our fucking bullshit talk about fucking the music we love, and hopefully you love too. And we appreciate it. So the least we can do is be honest and be real. This is us. Uh, we hope to get bigger. The way we can get bigger, come come on iTunes, please. I know everybody fucking hates iTunes. But that's what I, advertisers look at. And But the way we can take this to the next level, we can get more uh, high-powered guests, more famous guests is to go on iTunes and like us and leave a review because that's what those people look at. And, ooh, somebody farted. Who was that, Ralph? No, that wasn't me. <laughs> Bill? <laughs> so, that wasn't me. No, uh, no ter- teriyaki chicken here. It's uh, all good. Hey, who, who smelt it, dealt it? Oh, fuck you. No, no. <laughs> okay, fuck you. All right, I know it was Bill. Uh, you know, you know, you know, you're drunk. You know, you know, you're drunk when you fart. And you don't even know it was you. <laughs> yeah. I, I give that a cup pow chicken. Uh, but uh, but please come on to iTunes. We do have a contest right now. If you want to be the next Bill Wang, well, that's kind of hard to do because there's only one Bill Wang. But if you want to come on the show and be a guest host. Please log on to iTunes and leave a review. Whoever leaves like the coolest, most creative review, we will have you on as a co-host. I mean, this show goes all over the world. We we really do. We re- we have listeners all over the fucking globe, and that is fucking incredible. And you can be a part of the show, but do a little something for us. Go on iTunes and leave leave a remark. You know, give us a five star review. Tell us what you love about the show. And if you win, the contest goes to the end of January. You can be on the show. Uh, we are doing so good. We have a shit ton of listeners, but we want to go to that next level because we honestly believe we have the best fucking show. This is a real fucking show. No bullshit, no kissing ass, no like, oh, I can't say this because what if I meet Gene Simmons in real life? I've already met Gene Simmons in real life. I could give a fuck. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I really think. Ralph's going to tell you what he really thinks. Fucking Bill Wayne will always tell you what he thinks. <laughs> you know. You know you know what I, yeah. you know you know what I think Ian? What's that? I think I'm going to give your fart 5 out of 5 chopsticks. Dude. That, <laughs> uh, dude. Dude, that was so wang. That was wang all the way. You can't smell that? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that shit came from the from under the streets of San Francisco. That shit was horrible. Yeah. Out <laughs> on the streets, living exactly. So Ian's farts the San Francisco street. <laughs> but please, uh, in, in all honesty, please come on to iTunes and leave us a review. 
uh, because that's how we get bigger. And, and and that's what we want. We want to become the best show we can. And I we're on our fucking way, but you can help us get there. Um, Man, I, I thank you so much. And there's a lot of ways you can enjoy the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. Come on podbean.com. Come on our Facebook page. Come on the YouTube page. Come on Ralph's mom's face. Do whatever, you know, however, you know, you can check out this show. There's a lot of ways. But uh, another one, another great episode was just put up this week on the YouTube page. Ralph did a great job on the Van Halen Women and Children first fucking episode. Man. He that, sure did. Oh. Thank you. Thank Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. did that in my group, too. Fuck yeah. Oh, Badass. Yeah. Awesome. awesome pictures. Awesome video. It, it's a nice way. He holds it back about a month. But uh, if, if it's an episode you really enjoy, go back and check it out on YouTube because there's so much little shit added to it that just adds to the experience. Um, you know, we kidding, I might add. All his, all, all his, all your fucking, uh, yeah. I mean, it's like, I remember when I first discovered that fair warning, it's like, holy fucking shit, this shit is like so fucking professional. And I'm not trying to suck your dick, dude. It just, I was like impressed. It's like, wow, not only does this motherfucker feel exactly like I feel, it's like a really cool fucking watch on YouTube, man. Thank fucking you. bow down, dude. Fucking killer. Thank you very much, Bill. I really do appreciate that. And it is true. I, um, I, I will agree with you. I really do rule. <laughs> no, no, no. There's no about it, dude. No, yeah, no about know, it. Man, Dr. Fucking shit. Seriously, unlike his mother, Ralph's videos are worth the money, which is nothing. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, check him out, though, because this guy puts his heart and soul into this shit. Just like he does his bands, Thrash or Die in Combat. Check out those links on our page. This guy, I, man, as much as I love this, to fucking bash him, uh, fucking Ralph Vieira is a great motherfucker with a couple of great bands. He puts his heart and soul into everything he does, and he puts mm -hmm. his heart and soul into this podcast. So please support mm -hmm. us, and you know, support me too because I need your money. Uh, I stop talking about yourself. Continue talking about me. Okay. <laughs> Hey, Ralph, how was the Puerto Rico gig, man? That looked like it was fun as fuck, man. I, I, I got to say this, and, you know, I know I kid around about, like, my ego because my ego's out of control. But I got to tell you this. In Puerto Rico, not only me, the band is treated like gods. We go over there, and we, we get bombarded by people. And uh, I come back to Miami and get disrespected like always. It's a weird feeling to go somewhere <laughs> and, get, and get put up on a pedestal and, and come back home and get thrown in the trash can. It's... Puerto Rico, I, I love Puerto Rico. If you see any footage online, you will see like how people go fucking ape shit for us. Uh, it's great. I've and, seen, I've seen it. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. You've yeah. see, you seen some of that footage from the Puerto Rico, man? Just fuck yeah, that's why I asked you about it, dude. Fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck well, well let, let's keep this in perspective because in Puerto Rico, they just got the first season of TJ Hooker. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. then there's that, right? Yeah, right. true story. Let's let's uh, keep it in perspective. All right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm not. Hey, right. hey, and I quit. Oh, stop it. My, go back to lather my ass, man. My ego needs it. Nah, just kidding. Hey, um, no, nah, but it, but it was awesome. It, it was awesome, and. Uh, uh, I can't oh, wait to go back to Puerto Rico and uh, yeah, thanks both of you, man. Even you, Ian. Thanks for 
all the nice words you say about me. Yeah, I really do get into the whole thing. When I first started doing reviews, I always said, if one person likes it, that's enough for me. And it snowballed. I have on the Almost Human YouTube page over 3 million views. I mean, that's mind-blowing. Yeah, that's enough. Man, fuck yeah, dude. That's oh. mind-blowing, man. Oh, that, that's incredible. And also, I'd like to mention, uh, there is a link on our Facebook page. Ralph just did an awesome interview with a uh, British radio show. That was mm. really cool. Yeah, he's. I, wa- I want to get that guy on our show in January. Uh, check it out. And uh, yeah, yeah, click on that link. It was a cool little interview I had with the people in England, man. It was awesome. And we, cool. we also have... We have a lot of fans overseas that uh, that I know are, are, are thanks to Ralph, you know, touring and getting out there. And, man, we appreciate How awesome is that that people in other countries where English isn't even their first language listen to this show? We have a huge following. It is thanks to you, Ralph. And uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Cool, Thank man. So Thank, hey, man, it's, hey, it's man. my pleasure, Ian, and, you know, uh, I couldn't ask for a better co-host, man. I think you're awesome. I think you're funny. And, uh, you know, I mean, I know you're going to die young from liver cirrhosis, <laughs> but, but your legacy will live on. And I will be there, man. And, sa- right. and I will be saying nice things about you. And people are going to, you know, people won't know I re- secretly hate you. But because you do overshadow me a, a lot and my ego can't handle it that much. But, <laughs> but, but you know, I mean, credits do what credits do. You're one funny motherfucker, and I would hate to ever see you sober. Uh, you, you know, you don't have to say those nice things close to my mother. But, yeah. uh, Dr. Fucking Wadzilla, the Batman <laughs> and Robin of podcasting. Yes, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, well, thank you so much, and I hope... Everybody enjoyed this show. We want, really want to thank Mr. Bill Wayne. Yes, thank you, Bill. And Bill, we will definitely have you back again. Definitely. You, you know, when we do anything Vinnie Vincent related, we got to got Bill on, on the line. You know? Fuck yeah, man. I appreciate it, dog. I'm, I'm honored, and I don't take it for granted, man. Thank yeah. you so fucking much. And so, Bill, Bill, one day, I yeah. guarantee you, Thrasher Die is going to play the Bay Area. It's just a matter of time, oh, you, and I and I want to see you there. I want to see you there, man. I'll be there, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? Absolutely. Regency Ballroom, fucking two blocks from my house. Let's do Slims, it, man. Four blocks. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I would definitely Ruthie's? be there. Are you by Ruthie's? Or is that even no, still that's up? No, exactly. that, that closed a long time ago. Oh, okay. I was uh, there, by the way, 2001, to see the Thrasher the Titans show, uh, which was a Chuck Billy uh, cancer benefit show. But, uh, yeah, I had a great time. I went to Amoeba Records. Boy, they had a lot of stuff in there. Uh, oh, I, I, I was in the Bay Area. Uh, I think it was 1985. Uh, I saw the first Stars I lost- show, which was great. You know, they, they played the whole Knee Deep in the Hoopla album. And uh, it was really good. Awesome. Really, really enjoyed it. Very cool. I did not know that, Ian. <laughs> All right, so shall we sign off, guys? Yes, this is an extra long episode. So, yeah, thanks thanks a lot again, Bill. You, you're, you've been an awesome guest, and uh, I look forward to having you thank on you, again. And, and, and I want to thank you even more for the support of our podcast. That means the world to me and Ian. And, um, yes, yes, indeed. Especially Ian, because he has no life. But, you yes, know, I mean, but, but I still appreciate it, too, to, to an extent. And... Uh, and, th- and also thanks everybody out there that's like Bill Wang that's listening now because if you're listening now that means you sat through this whole show 
and you rule, all of you, unless you're bald and you're from Boston, then you suck. <laughs> I concur. Yeah. <laughs> you suck recon ass. Hoo-yah. <laughs> Good all night, right. ladies and gentlemen. Good night. Bye, Bill. Later. Hey, uh, all right, it's been fun, dudes. I really got to run. I, I got to I gotta come back to edit this, but uh, I got to run now. Hey, man, thank you, man. Uh, Serious on the man. I really appreciate hey, it. Hey, man, Big thank time. you. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's, you. It's, it's been an honor, bro. All right. All, all right, right, Ian, Bill. we'll talk soon, brother. All right. Hey, all right. Bill. What?